Hey guys, uh, this is a fantastic episode on coronavirus. I'm going to provide an update. Um, everyone should be getting ready for what is coming. Is this is not I, this is not an extinction event, uh, but this is a serious situation unfolding. So everyone should be preparing. You should uh, make a plan and listen to this podcast to hear some updates on what's going on. Um, some of the predictions I made from the beginning are turning out to be true. So take a listen. You can uh, follow me on my blog, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. You can email me, tayradio1 at gmail.com. And you can uh, like and subscribe on YouTube, mofos. Show me some love. Taylor Space Stutch, S-T-U-C-H. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Let's get into it. So the coronavirus situation is not letting up. In fact, it's getting stronger. So I want to talk about various perspectives that I am seeing on this issue. And there are definitely a few. So the situation with coronavirus right now in America, last time I checked, we had 100 confirmed infections um, and we had... Uh, six deaths. So obviously that's high. Uh, there's no reason to panic though because that's likely has to do immediately – the immediate effects of that are likely – or that is likely caused by a lack of testing. So in the United States, we are really fumbling this situation. Um, let's see here. Coronavirus – Worldometer. So anybody who wants to get good up-to-date statistics, this uh, website called worldometers.info has some seems to have very reliable information. I've been following it from the beginning. Everything seems to match the headlines that are coming out. Sometimes it looks like they have information before some headlines in certain news places. So America currently has 100 uh, total cases confirmed and six total deaths confirmed. We have 85 active cases, 9 have recovered. So out of 100 infected, 9 have recovered, 6 have died, uh, 7 are critical. So um, in Japan, let's take a look. Uh, Japan has a total of uh, 274 cases, 6 deaths. Uh, Iran has 1,501 cases, 66 deaths. Italy 2,036 cases, 52 deaths, and uh, South Korea, 4,812 cases and 34 deaths. So the um, first off, those are just some of the numbers, some of the stats. I do think that this situation is very um, – it's very important for us to pay attention to what's going on. Now, the – okay, so – that is the current U.S. numbers. Now, what I don't – I'll tell you what I don't like to see is Italy's number of deaths have been – rose quite substantially. I think they had about 30 uh, – they had about 30-something deaths to, earlier today. It looks like that's increased by probably 15 or so, and South Korea's deaths have increased quite a bit. And Italy reportedly is having issues. They're starting to have a strain on their health system. So let's take a look at this. Italy health system. 
coronavirus. Okay, so um, uh, Italy, Italy's health system at limit. So this is from uh, ABC News. So they can be fake news at times. Let's see what they got to say. Italy's health system at limit in coronavirus struck Lombardy. The coronavirus outbreak in northern Italy has so overwhelmed public health system that officials are taking extraordinary measures for the sick. In Milan, the coronavirus outbreak in northern Italy has so overwhelmed the system, okay, um, seeking to bring doctors out of retirement and accelerate graduation dates for nursing students. Okay, so the Italian uh, health system is trying to bring doctors out of retirement and accelerate graduation rates for nurses. The region of Lombardy is the epicenter of the Italy's outbreak. Uh, alarmingly, 10% of Lombardy's doctors and nurses cannot work because they tested positive for the virus and are in quarantine, the region's top health official said Monday. Um, with officials expecting Italy's numbers to continue rising for at least another week until containment measures begin to show their effect, that's good, the healthcare emergency in Lombardy has reached a crisis point. Hospitals in hard-hit Lodi and Cremona were so overwhelmed at times last week with more sick people arriving than could be accepted. They, they closed their emergency rooms and new patients were taken elsewhere. Effectively, some of the hospitals in Lombardy are under a stress that is much heavier than what this area can support. This epidemic is on a scale that is larger than anyone could have thought, imagined, or prevented. See, that's bullshit. That is bullshit. The epidemic is not on a scale that could not have been prevented. I have been talking about this for weeks. Um, there are Americans. Uh, there are Americans on social media and the Europe. There are people across the world that were warning about this situation for weeks. When I was in Taiwan uh, in the middle of January, I thought this was nothing. After doing more research, seeing what was going on in China, I said, fuck it. I think this thing is serious. People on the ground, people in, um, uh, people around the world were sounding the alarm saying we need to do something now. So what could we have done to prevent this situation? This is such bullshit. What we could have done to prevent this situation is cut off flights immediately from China and any, and stop the connecting flights. So, for example, um, I know for a fact that people from mainland China were continuing to come to the – well, I don't know if they were continuing to come to the United States after the travel ban from China. But I do know when I left Taiwan, January 31st, there were people from mainland China on that flight, probably because they didn't want to come straight from mainland China. They didn't want to have any issues. So that is bullshit. Um, now the, uh, oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, people have been getting around these travel bans. We should have closed off from what I'm reading online from complexity experts is that we should have closed off flights from, uh, we should have closed off flights from South Korea, Italy, any place that showed an outbreak, we should have cut flights from immediately. Instead, we're waiting, 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 waiting for cases to show up here. Now, you might ask, why would you listen to a complexity researcher or people that understand complex systems? Here's why. People that understand complex systems, 
they study the fact that there are exponential effects in systems and there are second and third order effects in systems that cannot be predicted. And even some of them cannot be predicted, but you can see that there will be effects. For example, you have an outbreak in Hubei and it creates a cascade of issues economically and physically for, for the rest of the world. The world is an interconnected system now. It's so interconnected that when a virus erupts in an obscure province in China, in the center of China, that nobody's ever heard of, we had a virus erupt in the center of China, and it has created a cascading effect around the world. This is complexity. This is a complex system. It's interconnected. There are um, various places of asymmetric outcomes, nonlinear outcomes. So, for example, nonlinear, uh, a linear outcome to this situation would be one person infects, one person infects, one person infects, one person, right? You have this kind of step, you have a uh, linear progression of some kind of the outbreak. But when you have a situation where one person can infect two people, can infect three people, can infect three or four people. You have super spreaders. These are nonlinear. So you could have one person can have it, then tomorrow three people can have it, and then tomorrow nine people can have it, and then tomorrow 18 people can have it. So these aren't, this isn't a linear situation. This is a logarithmic function. So it's increasing by some multiple, uh, some multiple every day as opposed to a standard linear equation of x plus 5. Right? It's not just x plus 5. It's every day it's multiplying by uh, large numbers and it's multiplying. It's not adding. But people have a hard time – we have a hard time dealing with this situation. So that's what's going on with this. We could have prevented this. So let's continue. Lombardi's regional government has asked the central government to uh, reactivate retired doctors and nurses to get them back. Oh, wait. I skipped. Still, the North's intensive care section of the hospitals are still able to handle their caseloads. The head of the Civil Protection Agency, Angelo Borrelli, told reporters Monday evening, some 9% of people diagnosed with COVID-19 need intensive care. This is – okay, two problems in this article. Um, not two problems with the article, two problems in the article. One is the overload of the system. This is what I've been talking about since the beginning. This is why I left Taiwan. Why did I leave Taiwan and come to America when America is now having these same problems? Or we will have these problems. Um, so the first issue is that they said that this is on a larger scale than they could have thought, and they're having a hard time managing the situation. That's what happened in China. When this situation erupted in China, their hospitals and medical system could not handle the influx of patients. I warned about this weeks ago. Weeks ago, I was talking about this situation. Um, now, what else happened? Uh, okay, so some 9% of people diagnosed need intensive care. This is the other issue. So it looks like the death rate is not 10 or 15 or 20% in a country with good health care. Iran, it looks like it's very high, okay? Here's the situation. From the beginning, it looks like there's been a high percentage of people that need um, extreme medical intervention like respirators, uh, lots of medical attention. A lot of people might go, well, what does that mean, Taylor? 
well, I'm not an expert, but I'm going to give you my opinion and what we've uh, what I've observed is when you have a high percentage of people, if 20% of inf- of confirmed infected of just confirmed infected need ICU protection or not ICU protection, ICU support. What that translates into is if you have an overloaded medical system, then a good uh, a good proportion, a some amount of those people could be a large amount, could be a small amount, a per, a lo- some amount of those people are not going to get the care, which is going to increase the death rate. So, for example, if this was a regular situation in America, say it wasn't highly contagious, say you had a virus going around that wasn't super contagious, didn't infect a lot of people, and 20% of the people that got it needed ICU care or needed, you know, let's say, go by this article, if 9%, if 9% of the people that uh, got it needed ICU care, um, intensive care, then you would go, okay, it's not that big a deal because our system isn't overloaded. We can handle a 9 or 10% caseload of people needing um, you know, hospital care. But if you have, say, thousands of people in, in your health system that went from not needing intensive care to all of a sudden needing intensive care, that is a dangerous situation. Now, some people talk about how this situation is being overblown and how the panic will cause more people to go to the hospital, could cause more people to get infected. I believe this. I believe this to be true. I think that happened in China. That's what people were saying. Here's the thing, though. It's already been spreading and it's already been taking people out in Washington state. A friend of mine who I met in Taiwan, he didn't tell me this firsthand. He told an, a mutual friend that his his dad in Washington state had bacterial resistant pneumonia for a week. He told the doctors test for coronavirus. He came up positive. They quarantined his mom and his dad. He's still in Taipei, to my knowledge, but he was trying to find a flight back to the United States uh, to help care for his parents. So by – and now because of that, now the health system – is at risk because who knows how long they treated this guy and didn't know he had the virus and how many other people have got the virus now. Um, all right, let me pause here for a sponsor. I know that sounds ironic, but let me pause for a sponsor. I'll be right back. Okay, so um, yes, basically the just because people are not, are not aware of the virus doesn't mean it's not affecting people. Now, my friend's father was 60 years old, not old, but he did have diabetes, so he's more at risk. Diabetes is very bad on the health system So, of a person. Let's continue. Um, now, another important thing here is they talked about how in certain areas, doctors and nurses are being taken offline because they have the virus. This is a huge risk. This is how you are watching. I don't want to panic anybody. I, I am upset. A little, I am a little upset about the reaction to this virus. Because people should have been preparing for this weeks ago. People should have been buying um, protective gear, masks, food, water, uh, in case, not for staying home for six months, but if you need to stay home for a week, for two weeks from work, then you want to be able to have that ability. Um, But instead, we don't have that ability. People should have been able to make plans to stay with their um, 
to stay with family members, to stay with friends. People, sh- If we had properly prepared the American public from the beginning, we could have had a some kind of response that was better than let it ravage through the population, which it appears is what we're going to let happen today. So um, with many healthcare systems could potentially be offline. This is not a guarantee. What I mean by that is if doctors and nurses – as this thing is ramping up in the United States, what we're gonna, what we're seeing right now in California, there was just a case where they had to tell um, a, I think it was about a hundred and something, uh, hundred and twenty healthcare workers, not to, uh, or to stay home. They had to be quarantined now for two weeks because they are, uh, they became in contact with somebody with the virus. Let's check that real quick. Healthcare workers. California quarantine, quarantine. Always have to spell quarantine correctly. Okay, so this is from July or from January. 195 quarantine in California after fleeing virus. Um, okay, so that's not what I'm looking for. Uh, healthcare workers in California quarantine let's see okay so this is from four days ago dozens of healthcare workers in Solano County California are under isolation and some will be quarantined after being exposed to a patient who recently tested positive so that was from that was four days ago um from two days ago we have a article uh, okay, commondreams.org, whatever. So, yeah, so anyway, California, according to Fox News, there are um, several workers in California. So this is what I saw today. 124 healthcare workers show U.S. hospitals remain unprepared for coronavirus. Um, according to the NNU... A single case of coronavirus in which a patient was admitted February 19th resulted in the quarantine of 36 registered nurses and 88 other healthcare workers at UC Davis Medical Center. These 124 nurses and healthcare workers who are needed now more than ever have instead been sidelined. Washington Post reports Saturday. Ah, let's check it out. I want to verify Washington Post because this is common dreams, whatever. Never heard of it. Um, let's see here. And of course, it's going to be behind a paywall because they are pieces of garbage. Ain't that interesting? You can't get new information now unless you pay for it. Um, uh, let's see here. 124 Healthcare. You know what? Let's try DuckDuckGo, guys. DuckDuckGo seems to be pretty solid. Let's see what's going on here. So, 124 healthcare workers isolated California. Hmm. Well, uh, that isn't working either. News. 
two North Bay Vaca Vaca hospital care workers test positive for coronavirus. Okay, so um, it looks like in California, more and more healthcare workers are getting the coronavirus. That is not good. Um, okay. Health care workers. Ah, San Francisco Gate. Okay, so this should be a little bit more reliable, hopefully. Um, it says, yeah, a nurse union is speaking out after 124 healthcare workers went under self-quarantine due to potential exposure to a patient admitted at UC Davis Medical Center last week. National Nurses Union said in a release that 33 nurses and 88 other healthcare professionals were exposed due to the hospital's lack of preparedness and expressed concern over coronavirus preparedness at all U.S. hospitals. Despite University of California medical facilities being generally better prepared and equipped to treat medical cases, the recent UC, Medi uh, UC Davis Medical Center COVID-19 case highlights the vulnerability of the nation's hospitals to this virus and the insufficiency of current centers for disease control guidelines. Um, okay, so this is what I'm talking about is I have been warning people about this for weeks. That one of our biggest risks is not the immediate fatality rate from the disease. It is the spillover effects from having too many people get the virus. So, you know, people – here's the thing. If you get the virus chance, and you're below a certain age and you're not sick, chances are you're going to be okay. That's not – it's like I'm 28. I don't have any major health uh, uh, complications that I'm aware of. Um, I've been getting good sleep. I work out all the time. I'm probably okay. That's not the biggest issue. The biggest issue is having people that are on the margins. There's a lot of people on the margins that are a little older, that are dealing with autoimmune problems, things like that. Or there are still healthy people that can succumb to the virus. They can get pneumonia, deadly pneumonia. I mean that happens to healthy people all the time. It's not nearly as much, but it does happen. You don't want to be in a situation where uh, 10, 9 or 10% of people infected of hundreds of thousands or millions, you don't want to be in a situation where all of those people need ICU care, right? Now, you also don't want to be in a situation where those people need ICU care and medical professionals are being taken out of the hospital because they're infected. That is a huge problem. We're taking resources out of the community, out of hospitals, and we are not allowing – and because of that, not as many people are going to get uh, treatment that need treatment. So this is not a good situation. Um, so yeah, that's that's the the situation in the United States. Now, I want to talk a little bit about some people on Twitter. I talked about a guy named Adam Scrabble about a month ago who was saying that the situation in China was more or less not so bad um, and how it was cover for them to kill people. Uh, he didn't say that explicitly, but you know, was just basically like a lot of people are overblowing it. There are a lot of people on Twitter that are saying that this situation is overblown, that we don't need to panic, 
no one should panic. No one should panic. And when I say panic, no one should run, freak out, start fighting, freaking out, like not doing their fucking daily shit. Um, But people should reduce contact in large groups. People should uh, make sure they're washing their hands. People should make sure that they have adequate food and water supplies for a potential economic disruption for the short term. Uh, We can't afford economically to stay – to stay non-functioning for too long. Nobody can. That's, you know, that's understandable. Um, but we don't want to be in a situation where nobody can afford to take any time off, which is what it's looking like in America. So the, the people on Twitter that are saying that this is no big deal, that we're risking the economy and more people will die from economic disruption than from the disease, the issue is... I don't think you know. We don't. We don't know. We don't understand um, what's going on, and it raises legitimate questions. Uh, do we want to be so economically vulnerable? Do we want to have our economy such that when a virus is going to come around and kill, likely somebody that you know, right? This virus, if it spreads enough, it, there's a you know if if the uh, infection rate is high enough. And the the mortality rate is uh, you know two percent, then there's a good chance you'll know somebody who has died, or you'll know somebody who lost somebody from the virus. Which you know because we've all you know I don't know we like I mean you, when you think about your vast connections, right? I mean I guarantee you I know, I run across a hundred people. So um, you know, including you know people you know directly and indirectly. So you, we will all know somebody that could be affected by this situation if we don't get it under control. And people online are saying this is no big deal. And here's my take: the people online who are saying that this is not a big deal, that the media is fear mongering and everything like that, those people need to be held responsible if we have a major outbreak situation here. And I already have a short list. Uh, and depending on how the situation turns out, I will be putting them on blast as loud as possible. Um, and I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter, but you should follow me, Touch one because if this situation does not improve, these motherfuckers need to be put on blast for putting the entire U.S. population at risk. Now, they didn't put the entire U.S. population at risk, but for spreading information about the situation not being bad instead of taking precautions. Um, so anyway, uh, situation is still serious, but don't panic. Don't panic, prepare. Remember this. Don't panic, prepare. Best situation that you can do. Best thing you can do. No need to freak out. Don't run around with your hair on fire. You're probably going to be okay. Just get ready for some potential disruptions. Um, you know, Get in contact with friends and family and neighbors who you guys can share resources if things got a little heated, if things got a little disruptive. So just make a plan. That's it. Make a plan and prepare. Godspeed. I'll be back uh, tomorrow. And thank you everyone who will listen. Please share this information if you can. And uh, you can follow me on my blog, tstuch.com, tstuch.com. Follow me on YouTube, Taylor Space Stutch. You can email me, tayradio1 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Godspeed.